1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Sheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi,
3: I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
1: Hey, this is Nick Burke from Bow Collector.
3: Hey, this is Melissa Blackman.
2: Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter working class bow hunter podcast.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. You're probably asking yourself, well, where's Steve? Well, he's not here. And uh, there's a good reason for that. It's because I'm just doing the intro today. Um, This podcast was done at 164 Outdoors uh, a couple of days ago with Ross Bigger and Austin Chandler. We were over there shooting all the new elite bows, checking out his shop, some of his new taxidermy. Um, So once we get into this podcast, you might ask yourself, well, this sounds a little funny. Uh, There's good reason for that. Um and you'll figure it out we were just basically sitting in the middle of his shop and uh just having a good conversation and having a good time. Uh this podcast is first and foremost brought to you by 164 Outdoors. Um if you know where Monmouth, Illinois is, you can find 164 Outdoors. Um he sells all elite bows, new and used. Um I he works on all models of bows. Um he's got a lot of gear in there. He gets more and more all the time. Um all the brand new elite bows. You'll hear us talk about that within this episode. Um, scent crusher, of course, uh, very thankful for scent crusher. They've helped us out a lot. We love the products. Um, I I definitely do believe in, 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 the products and that they do work. And that's a big question we get is, does it really work as good as what you say it work, how it works? And I would definitely say so. Yes. It, uh, definitely another element in the scent elimination factor that is, I would say probably the most important, um, also brought to you by HHA sports, uh, the leader, the leader in single pin sites, uh, now multi-pin and they have the new rest coming out, um, which is definitely awesome. Um, and also Smith's custom meats and deer processing in uh, Viola, Illinois. Um, that's more for our local listeners, but, uh, definitely give them a shot. Uh, the best deer processing I've ever had clean and everything is good. Um, people come up to me, what, what's your favorite thing from Smith's? I'm like, well, I mean, it's all good. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like I'm making it up, but I really do like everything there um definitely worth checking that out and uh so I, i'll just quit talking and get right into the episode here and uh, hope you guys enjoy
3: so here we are we've got a very special uh little episode for you we're at 164 outdoors the beautiful ross bigger his little operation he's got going on here we're at a table we're literally sitting in the studio we've got the elite bows back here we've got austin chandler in here with us eric kurt I was just making sure everyone's here, but uh, yeah, this is cool, man. We've got some uh, we're playing with some fancy bows, some fancy equipment, and um, big deers uh, all over. Yeah, bows, big deers is. everywhere, big deers. Yeah. This is
1: a regular podcast if you're listening to just the podcast, but it's also hopefully going to be a video podcast. Yes. Ross has got his uh, fancy equipment over here that we mm-hmm. can all wave to
3: right now. That. Hi. Table Yeti. full of Yetis over here too. Yetis, Hi. bush
1: lights, and uh, Ross's signature sponsorship drink, Crown Royal. Well, I've got
3: eight key, I got a Keystone over here. I'm, I'm I'm happy. You're like the trashiest person here right now. Oh, it tastes <laughs> like high school disappointment all over again. But um Yeah, let's uh you know we came down here, we were shooting the new elite bows. Um, we had a couple, we shot the option six, option seven, the tempo. And you know we we got we got to play around with them a lot. You know, changing some poundages and stuff. And what's really cool about these bows, it's like if if you're kind of like, man, I don't know how I feel about that five pounds give or take, and you're going to be like, this is the best bow I ever shot. you have fallen in love with it. You know, we'll uh, we'll upload those videos. But uh, Ross, you're shooting Option Six this year. I I like the Option Six. Uh...
0: But it's an awful
1: close comparison
0: between. The Are you seven normal and the a, six. normally a
1: six-inch brace height guy?
0: Yeah, or... you know, I fell in love with that uh, impulse, and I thought, I thought the impulse would be the bow I'd shot forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they come out with that option six, I thought, yeah, that's going to be awful close, and, right. and the draw cycle is totally different. They got a ruler guard now. They've got, uh, they've got one hell of a bow out right Yeah, now. definitely. They, they've changed completely. They're going to the split limb. Six inch brace height. Do you think that uh, threw
1: a lot of people off going from, I guess like a, I guess a single limb to a split limb for Elite? Normally I, that's like I a. I think so.
0: You know the first the first time that I heard that they were coming out yeah. with a split limb, I thought, man, that's that's wild. I I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah,
1: I, I kind of.
3: Some people expected it though. You know. Yeah. This, well, honestly, yeah.
1: I you know we always talk about it, I grew up a Hoyt kid, so when I went to Elite and it was like the solid limb, I'm like, I don't know what what the difference is going. to I figured it wouldn't be as as uh, quiet or smooth, but. I, can't tell. I, not a huge difference, but right. uh, yep. I guess it, maybe a little bit of weight reduction there, possibly. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I wish I could just feel what we're talking. a matter of fact, actually we can. We got a bow right right there. We got them all behind you can there. even show them on the video podcast. Yeah. So if someone hates like not being
1: able to see yeah, what the hell one. we're talking about, they can go. And hopefully watch this, if I can get uh, the great internet in Sherrard, Illinois, to upload this video in 4K, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we all know what that struggle's like when you live in the country. It takes probably 48 hours to upload a video and yep. use yep. up all your uh, usage. Yep, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, this, 164 Outdoors, what town is this technically in? Kirkwood.
0: Kirkwood? Yep. And if you look at the Facebook page, the map is not even close. Yep. Oh, yeah. Remember? We ended up in some it, it'll town. Take you right into Kirkwood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're... We're right on uh, Highway 164, not in Kirkwood, Illinois, so it's so a Kirkwood address, but... We had to uh, mention
4: something about the new uh, riser design, too. The new riser
2: that
3: design, absolutely. It does look good. <coughs>
2: Dual cage. Uh,
3: yep. Yeah. What,
2: what do you got there, the 6 or the 7?
3: I grabbed the uh, I grabbed the 6. You show okay. that off to the camera yeah. a little bit, Oh, I see. did a little bit. Um, you know what's the best part about this bow? It's for sale right now. Yep. <laughs> right at once. So you come down to 164 Outdoors, what we're talking about here, um, you can buy this bow and... Ross is gonna set it up for you. Um, I love shooting this thing. Uh, another big thing that we were talking about is the grip that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tempo still has what what feels real close to the impulse grips, but this new grip that they got, um, the more you get to hold it and handle it, the the better it feels, and it feels really consistent. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. it's not not like that V grip that the that the Victories were getting, but it's um, in between. Between yeah, the that I would regular. Say so. That's a good way to yep, put
4: that. Yep.
3: They got different limb pocket style here too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, another thing that I know a lot of guys would be excited about, now that they got the split limbs, the limb savers, you know how you can I always liked with the split limbs how you can put new color accessories on there. Yeah, you know, customize it. I, I, I like that a lot. That you can. That's uh, one thing Steve cares
1: about his looks, and that's especially it, his personal. Yeah, looks. I just, you know,
3: I, I just like you yeah. know, you gotta. He's a fit and trim guy. Yeah. he likes his boat looks you, you, you gotta, you got what the young kids call stunt. You gotta stunt. <laughs> oh, you know? it's stunt, just, huh? just showing off, just stunting. Okay. Um, Whatever. You but say there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's really cool. Um, one of the cooler things that. I noticed, and we all did, was the uh, some of the new colors that they got. in yep. the Tempo
2: The is brown. What do they
3: call the brown? Hardwoods,
2: Hardwoods brown. Hardwoods brown. Yep. Yep. And then uh, and Mr. Then- Chandler
1: here has... Would you order the green?
2: We're going to be going with the option seven with the green riser. They call it olive green. And then I'm going to do the camo, uh, the Max 1 limbs on it. Or the extra limbs on it.
1: That is going to be awesome. I like that. The, the brown's awesome. I haven't seen the green in person. Yet. It was probably an ATA, but I was must have missed well, it and um, all the rhino
4: dice colors you can get too
1: like all yeah, oh, those new colors open. that came out the
2: gray is really sharp mm-hmm. the yellow was even yeah. cooler normally oh, yeah, the oh, i they not big yellow i love, love I the that. purple that
4: purple was sick that purple is nice yeah. yeah and for
3: all for all you guys out there you know that obviously they got them in the the kuyu uh mossy oak is a new pattern that they're putting on the elites so you know you guys that uh that love mossy oak that were like yeah i don't want to shoot a bug done that mossy oak here you go they are That's still awesome. doing the
1: you and everything. Okay, mm-hmm. they are. Yep, yep. Which is a cool. it's a cool pattern. I uh, I've grew up real tree everything, so mm-hmm. I, I obviously I'm gonna lean towards that. I've always liked the the max one patterns. It's always been cool. Mm-hmm. But I, the, with the elite finishes, all the anything real tree camo looks. Yeah, it's awesome. the yeah, I,
2: it's I a, wish
3: a, they'd bring that original pattern back. They yeah. did it on a couple of elite bows. Yeah, I was but
2: hoping to see that this year. Yeah, I when, when I go to order, I'll uh,
0: probably do like what I a, get, like a
3: five bow pack, like what I got.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. When they launched the 2017 Bows, Darren Christenberry calls me and asks me, What camo patterns do you want? Do you want Eastern or Western? So, Eastern is real tree. Mm-hmm. Right. Western or real tree, hard uh, Heart, hardwoods. I was, uh, extra, so they don't make a they do real tree hardwoods uh, anymore. So <laughs> no, then, they, they, no, what did they? they uh, it was like two thousand four was like the last year they did. Yeah, Realtree. right. What that, is <laughs> you know, is my, I keep I keep calling it AP. I just uh, I'm trying to get on to the extra, but but basically Darren's asking whether you want uh, real tree extra or do you want real tree max one and. I said, I don't know. That's that's pretty tough. I said, most guys around here, I think, I think wear the extra more than they wear yeah, the max yep, one. Definitely. And he said, you're right on the fine line. You're right on the divider. Some <laughs> guys are one way, some guys are yeah, the other. Mm-hmm. But if you go any far, any farther west. You'll start to see that Max 1.
1: Yeah, you get over in Bush Light Country, which is Iowa. Yeah. You you start getting out that way further west. Guys are wanting to go Max 1. Max 1 works here, too, though. Yeah, it does. It does. You
4: can go either way here. Or you can
1: go, you can be kind of like a hipster and get the green or the the Uh brown. Oh, yeah. And then you're good there, too. Well, we went on that
0: uh, South Dakota trip to kill those white tails and mule deer out there. And I felt like a hillbilly rolling in and... Extra. <laughs> Did you really out there in South Dakota country? Everybody else is wearing Max One, and I was. <laughs>
1: you know I was, what they should do? They, they should was, make a red plaid
3: elite pattern, uh, like the old yeah. school red plaid. That yeah. guys just oh, dude, that. I would if if I could get a bow in red plaid, I would totally do it. And just hey, you know my grandpa <laughs> killed deer and right wearing red plaid. Why can't I? So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, you I know, I, you, I know that, is,
0: that is that is my first thought was that was really dumb, but. <laughs> i would probably buy a bow in red plaid just because i mean that's cool yeah, who else guys, is gonna have who it? else has got it
1: that's no, the key it would be funny it would be really funny to it'd
3: be it, like, like the put, throwback but, that's like the, the vintage camo <laughs> <laughs> the original camo yeah, yeah. you yeah. get
1: guys going what the hell i don't know i get it Boy, yeah you're still an idiot though i get it <laughs> I, I think i think you know
3: for a target bow it'd be kind of fun yeah, target bow would be fun. Yeah. But,
0: man, it's got to be a monster to try and Speak, get that, like... Speaking of target bow, there ain't nobody out there that has a better target bow than Rio Wilde with that oh, American flag. Oh, that American flag, flag yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: That's v- yeah that sick. Victory 37. I was, like, standing two feet behind him at ATA. I probably told this story already. But uh, I was like, hey, uh, man, can I get a picture with you? He didn't even hear me. I'm like... <laughs> Damn it. All right, cool. <laughs> and then the, one of the guys at the Elite booth started talking to me, and yep. he saw the whole thing happen. I'm just like, yeah, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It, he, he's
2: shooting the Revel, right? Yes, now. yes, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30, 35, yep. axle to axle on it.
1: Yep. How many people have that bow right now? Not, Not many. Very many. Nope.
0: Nope. And See even with that none. early dealer pack, I bought five of them. Um, that was the early dealer pack. Uh, that puts me at May 1st. Really? At having... Uh, the choice of what colors I want, uh, <laughs> May first on availability.
3: Not so, too far out. So uh, at our uh, shoot, maybe someone's going to be shooting the new Revel. Yeah, 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 we're doing
1: the shoot May sixth, and we just announced that. And uh, I think we're it's going to be a good party, a lot of fun. Yeah. Nothing too mm-hmm. serious, just good people having yeah, a good time. Perfect. Maybe you can uh, make some sales at the shoot. Yeah, yeah hey, That's, bring, uh, bring the mobile unit down there. There you go. <laughs> that Revel, that Revel. Uh, I've already got two of
0: them. Uh, planned on being sold, so really? I'm going to put an order in for yeah, for for at least two of them. And I don't know which unlucky guy is going to get their bow shot before they actually get it. So when I get it, well, you just won't tell. Just don't tell them. And then we shoot, and then I'm going to put a box it back up. And
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what's eggs? <laughs> what's uh, what's yeah. is Darren going to be? Darren Christenberry is he going to be shooting the Revel? I don't know if he is or
0: not. You know, I, I haven't... I, I didn't I I talked to him a lot at the ATA, but I didn't. Square off with him and say which bow do you want to shoot. uh At that point, he had been so busy that he oh, hadn't yeah. had a chance to oh, shoot yeah. hardly any of them. Mm-hmm. And and I asked him if he'd been over to shoot the the new options, and he said I hadn't had a chance yet. But uh that's, that's crazy was, you, busy. Know, you know, busy and, and honestly, I don't know that Rio had either. I mean, Rio told us when we were at the ATA, we were sit there talk to him for a little bit, and he said. He said, "I'm I'm anxious to get home, get out of this ATA, and get home because mm. I'm gonna have a rebel sitting on my
2: doorstep." And I'm <laughs> yeah, I watched him, a video so. of him saying, "He's like,
1: I haven't shot it yet, but one's waiting for me on mm. my doorstep yeah. when I get home." I tell you, off. that
2: guy <laughs> is impressive. He what, he picked one up there at ATA and yeah. shot three arrows and Robin Hooded. Two of them. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. Really? Yeah, really? yeah. yeah. right That's, there. Uh, no we sites. were sitting there
0: watching him do it, and he'd, <laughs> he'd come out and autographed the fletching and laid it on the table. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> no, uh-huh. He Three arrows, first time shooting the bow, the rebel, he just went wham, wham, wham. Robin Hooded.
3: Is he? Uh, yeah, he's, he's got no
1: sight, just bare bow, oh. just bare bow, just instinct. Wham! Man, what? That's just what separates someone like that. It's just. It's. I don't want to say it's natural talent. Well, you no, know, it's his
3: family. Like his dad just won the uh, sixty and up uh, Lancaster. He placed. No... Oh, really? Yeah, Really? And, uh, yeah. And they, he the uh, guy dressed up like dressed up like Robin. Hood? No, no, that guy <laughs> was. <laughs> <him>. That was <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, thought it was. Sorry. But, like, yeah, I mean him and then his brother Logan. I mean, dude, you know, there's just something in the water up there, and over there at Utah. Is that where he lives?
1: Utah. Yeah, there's something in the water man, the though, they're, probably dr- they're
3: probably drinking minerals water you know what I mean like oh, natural yeah. spring and it just helps you he
1: just gets up and drinks Bush yeah. Light all day and I don't it makes him such a champion he
3: probably doesn't drink beer that much <laughs> this is excellent. no he's probably is yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny though that someone can be I mean a lot of practice and dedication mm-hmm, and time yeah. put into it but some people just have it and some people I uh, hate to say it, might not ever have it no matter how much well, oh, he's and, have, got a nice, and
0: Darren has said several times you know this is this doesn't for me, he says, for me, it doesn't come naturally. I have to work at it. Mm-hmm. And this is hard work right. put together to make a really good, uh, uh, to get the.
1: To get up to that skill uh, level. Yeah, the I mean, to, to, to get the results
0: at. that you want to see, I mean, you have to work at it. Yep. And this is a lot of hard work over years of time to get to this point. But other people can go out there and shoot them. Now, I will say that the bows have come so far in the last 10, 15, 20 years a huge distance and it's easy especially if you pick up an elite and shoot it to say that this is this is an easy shooting bow i can easily pick up this bow and shoot it accurately Mm -hmm. even if i'm used to shooting another one or any (coughs) other
1: bow and haven't shot at all there's something for me personally about an elite bow that Once you get to play with it, obviously these brand new bows right away, they're cranked at 70. At first I was like, man, something just isn't right. Take them down to 65. It's like, all right, that feels right what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's, uh... It makes a huge difference. It's easy to get familiar real quick.
0: Right. And, and what we had, uh, what we shot, we shot the Tempo, we shot the Option 6, Option Mm 7, uh, the Tempo has a roller guard, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh impulse 34 impulse 31 all the bows before never had a roller guard mm-hmm. now there's a roller guard so we talked about that ahead of shooting them yeah i, I said you know that if you think about a, a roller guard versus a slide guard okay mm-hmm. a slide guard is going to come back towards you as you're drawing the bow it's going to make it easier right so when you go into shooting these newer bows with a roller guard it's fixed it does not it doesn't move, forgive maybe. any more than i mean Ooh, you're pulling right. <laughs> Whatever your draw weight is, is what you're pulling yeah, all, you the, feel way all the, the way to the back through. wall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when you guys draw them at 70 pounds, it's and, and I drew it at 70 pounds. I thought,
2: ooh, you feel this it. Is a,
0: this is a lot <laughs> right. to handle. Yeah. And then we back it off even five pounds. But the, the is, too, is
1: I don't know about you, Ross. I'll say it myself. I'll admit I'm way out of shooting shape right now. Yeah. I I haven't been yep. going to shoot my bow as much. As, well, one, it's miserable outside, and I don't have. Right. And then, no offense, you got to to sub-shoot inside if you (laughs) need to. But I guess I could do it in my garage. It's still cold in my garage. That's what
4: I do. Just, you know, you don't shoot. But, you you know, you start out a little before deer
0: season, you're shooting your boat, constantly, Mm -hmm. getting ready, getting ready. And then you go out there and hunt and hunt and hunt. And you shoot a couple (laughs) arrows, you know, one, two, three, five, whatever. Uh, You shoot a few arrows before you go hunting. You make sure you're still in, but you're you're not not shooting 30, 40, 50 arrows in especially in an hour's 90, time 90
1: 100 yards sometimes when you go out like you know when we practice in the summer we we yeah. throw arrows at shit that's way past 60 yards right. for yeah the fun because when you once you do that all damn day and you <laughs> yeah. go back to shooting 20 yards it's like man i'm gonna shred all my arrows up uh-huh. yeah but it's uh i don't know it's just part of it i'm way out of shooting shape but so coming into this i'm like oh i know that i feel that though when i'm at draw and
3: i start shaking i'm like yeah it's mm-hmm. me a lot of it's, getting all getting of muscle it's me but you know concert. you know it was nice and like you know it just obviously, you know, with deer season, you know, you're not shooting a whole bunch because obviously, you know, you sometimes you get your broadheads tuned in. And, you know, even for the average working guy, you know, I mean, you're not, you might not have a set of arrows just for target, a set of arrows. So, you know, when you're, like, not shooting, and I haven't been shooting a whole lot, and I came back and when I pulled that, that option seven back, even at 65 pounds, it just felt right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, um, you know, I'm surprised Elite has has done as well as they have, you know, going to the split limbs and things like that. Still having that 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 buttery smooth drawback. I'm surprised. But they changed it so much, but they kept it shooting the same, which is like, you know, it's kinda weird. It's like you know, or, if you're a little you're, better. Yeah, if okay. you were to like, you know, you had a girl who had a great personality and then you meet a better looking girl that has the same exact personality and it's awesome, it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I, you know, it's got to be science or it's just yeah, got to be, no. I, you know, it's not chance, but I mean, they did it so consistently. It but... just did.
1: What are we talking about? <laughs> i just say, oh, man, what he's it's, it's, about. It's,
3: it's nuts, man. You look at a bow that just, it's oh. drastically different from what they were shooting, but it still shoots the same. And that's, to me, that's yeah. awesome.
1: I'm impressed, man. It, nowadays, too, either there's not a, there's some bow brands I, I they're not really they're on my radar, but not really. Like my circle, I have a small circle of bow brands I'm looking mm. at, and Elite is obviously will always be one of them. Yep. And uh, so that I'm always and plus they make it a, a cool deal, like a big promotion. Like the new bows are coming out, they do the big release. Like mm-hmm. I already knew what hoits were coming out. Yeah. At ATA, when I went in, I knew what was out already. Right. Matt
3: Hughes was there. Matt Hughes and uh, Bruce Buffer were yep. doing the ATA reveal. We yep. missed
1: the uh, we missed that. That morning. morning. yeah. You guys just came in just after. We you were literally like a mile
0: away yeah. when we were rolling in. <sighs> so uh, we were watching it live as we were walking into the ATM Really? Yeah. <laughs> we left at 4.30 in the morning to get there. And Man. too late. So let It's it okay. 4.25. Because, <laughs> because the crowd cleared out and we were easily walking, walking right, right in. in yeah, I mean, we, we got our badges <laughs> and we walked right in the door. And 30 steps later, we were right at the... At the elite boots, so. how many how
3: many autographs did you sign when you're at ATA? I didn't sign one. Don't no, let him no. tell you. Have people talking
2: about him. That's, no, like, that's what I hear. I, mean, I mean, gotta I, hear this because uh, you're uh, the one that heard this. Be, I gotta hear I'd this. I'd be behind him and he'd pass somebody and then I'd catch the conversation. Going, that's Ross Bigger. That's that guy that's. You know he's shooting. They yeah. must tell, have heard I can him. Tell he's beautiful. Yeah, because they must have heard, to- <laughs> heard, heard, like, yeah. heard him talking. Because they must have heard him talking. Because the <laughs> only way they heard
3: about him was on the podcast. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's so famous. No, you
0: know? don't be fooled. We, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty exciting to hear Austin and. Tyson tell me that, that I walked past and somebody recognized me from Respect the Game. That means a right. lot because cool, Respect the Game, like we put a lot of effort into filming yeah. for that show. It looks and, so good, and man. And making, it, making it come together is just... I mean, you, you figure on a 22 minutes of airtime, and I get 11 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. That's that's not just me. That's the guy filming for me, mm-hmm. and that's me and Austin right. that's sitting in on this podcast. Right. I mean, we have to make it happen... All of these clips in 11 minutes time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in 11 minutes, you've seen what we did this season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. crazy. Really do it out out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you sit there and think, well, gee whiz, 11 minutes isn't very long. But if right. you
4: can get every camera angle and make it all come together, mm-hmm. it's, a, but you made way. you made a difference in that 11 minutes. People are recognizing saying this is good work. Yeah, and they well, recognize a, you. Well, it's a, a good right. show.
1: Like I enjoy the show, and I don't really. I'll say all the time, I don't watch a lot of hunting shows anymore. One, not. I'm not a... I don't hate the hunting shows, but it's a lot of it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to... I just enjoy your guys' show. And that's really before you guys came to do podcasts. I'm like, well, I better see what this show's all about. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, this show's really awesome. Yeah. You know, and... Do you have your buck here that you had? They shot late season? No, nope, it's at uh, Taxidermist. And I was so, hoping you'd have the skull plate somewhere inside. I don't.
3: I just left it with uh, with the Taxidermist. We uh, you know, we, had, we we had... We got to see a uh, little... Uh, the. Cause you're part of the Mile Time Club, right? What You, know you this, that you're, that you're part of this like Mile Time Club. He knows about know. the Mile Time Club. Steve yeah. O's told me about it. He it's,
4: got, it's kind it's of a it's cool
3: thing. Yeah. So yeah. The Mile, never tie- heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Bigger and Clark Cummings. Now the drop tying off the Mile Time Club. Matt, Cummings. <laughs> I heard that. You heard yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the drop tying. Yep. And uh, yeah, he shot a shot an absolute monster. So I was saying, you know, um, in a couple of years, you know, your drop tying. Little guys, you know they're gonna be killing monsters too. Yep. Like fourteen years, man, they're gonna be killing some. Mon- <laughs> the, the deer they're gonna be killing. Your your kids they're gonna be killing aren't even born yet. Yep, but they're gonna be monsters. Man. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep, that's just weird to think about, right? Uh, that
0: was that was so much fun. Even just just going and uh, getting to do the recovery for Clark and Matt, that was, yep. that was fun. Watching a father son hunt together get that deer shot and then i got to come in and do the recovery and we go find that deer and yeah oh, and yeah. i don't and i'll tell you matt didn't even know it yet but but clark called me before mm-hmm. like they yeah, were like... still looking
1: for that deer and and matt knows this now but, uh, yeah we, we talked a... about this a little bit the the that podcast isn't out yet the time of the recording of this podcast we're okay. doing. but we talked about that and uh you might be offended by what matt said about you oh, oh yeah. well he uh he <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, I kept a secret for a little bit, but... Uh, he said you had this stupid look on your face, because I guess you had saw the deer before. Yeah. Yep. Like he said, you were all wide-eyed, and... Uh, oh, yeah. He may have used the wrong term, yep. but uh, like basically <laughs> the look, like you saw it, we're like, yeah. oh, shit, it's right there. He hasn't noticed it yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Clark said... No, no Russell, kidding. Uh,
0: to tell you the play-by-play, if Clark and Matt didn't already, uh, just during the recovery, we were climbing down through, and I was, I was getting every camera angle I could, and trying to build the episode and, and everything, and I i come down the hill and we come to the creek bottom and I had no idea that deer was anywhere within ten feet of me. Yeah. But he was and I didn't know it anyway. Clark said he almost stepped on it. I'm 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 sitting here <laughs> filming Clark and Matt and I'm backing up and backing up, going down through the creek bed and they're starting to turn around and Jenny, Clark's wife, mm-hmm. Matt's mom, was sitting there with me, and she was just basically right there at my right-hand shoulder. About it, she it. She didn't was. know it either oh, she did at know. this point. Both okay. of us are walking together, and she's kind of staying right at my right at my backside or right-hand shoulder uh-huh. side. And we're backing up, backing up, and I said, Jenny, why don't you climb over this log that was laying down in the creek? I said, why don't you climb over this log because I need to get back a little bit farther. And... And I turned and looked and pointed right where she needed to stand. And that deer was laying five <laughs> feet away from me. You know? And I thought,
4: holy
0: cow, look yeah. at the size of that deer. And I just pulled right back to the camera and yeah, focused on. It cool, How'd you play that off? I actually nudged Jenny and I'm like, hey, right there behind us, look. And she looked and her eyes got big and she's like, oh. And she jumped behind me and, uh. And my eyes got big, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't wait till he to see his." We well, keep in mind for our deer.
1: podcast listeners. I mean, we talked about it on their episode too. It's a 196 inch deer. Yes, yeah. very very large deer. Yeah. yeah, I went over. I measured it after we did their podcast, I like, just yep. I just want to double check. Yep, I got 196. Man, We're, yeah, we are. That's right amazing. on. That's it's, amazing. Uh, he he did good. That deer had a 170 inch even typical frame net. And then, you know, add the abnormals yep, in where uh-huh. you're gonna get one ninety six and there it is. Ah, man. and it's <laughs> That that was so much fun to be there for that. It
3: Basically, has seventeen I mean,
1: inches abnormal on its uh I think on its right side. Yeah.
3: And and you were doing a podcast with us too. Um we talked about this too. it was The like, day he shot it. Yeah, you're yeah. like as we get done and you're like Matt just shot a monster. Yeah, and it's like you know you, you're one of the guys that like if it's if you say it's a monster, Clark says it's a monster. Yeah,
1: there's, a, well, there's,
3: that, there's
0: that that text came straight from Clark. And yeah, when Clark says Matt shot a monster,
1: we we know it's going to be big. Mm. That's I'll I'll say like there's a few guys that say a lot of people throw the term monster around very yep. loosely. I'll yep. do it when I'm excited, like right after a shot, you know, oh, monster. Yep. Not really a monster always, but. uh, there's a few guys, you, Clark, my buddy Jason Enders, and that's probably the, the, the top three that they say, I saw a monster, or I shot a monster, or someone shot one. Yeah, you know it's, you a, know it's a monster. It's a You're monster. in the 170s and up. Yeah, yeah. It's not it,
3: yeah. it like your dad, when your dad shot his buck, it was like, hey, hey what do you think? Oh, it's a good buck. It's a good buck. <laughs> look at the deer. It's,
1: like, it's a well, nice deer. <laughs> when you deer hunt enough, even if it's a 150, yeah. that's still a really good That's the buck, thing. You know? and,
0: and looking at a couple of deer that, that Austin and I both had on camera this year in several different places, that mm-hmm. he has certain deer and I have certain deer on camera that are we know are 7- to 8 years old deer. Right, I mean, right. these are old. So even though they're only going to score 135, 140 inches, There's you, no point you, in you look at them as like a monster because... That is an old deer. So. It's
2: the most
1: intelligent deer you can kill at that point in time with your arrow. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever no, know,
3: arrow unless it's an eight-year-old nanny. Yeah, an eight-year-old old nanny old will get you do you I mean, Which one do you think is going to be more intelligent? I, uh, I hope sure. she's I hope she's going blind. Yeah.
0: It's getting rough, and yeah. she can't. because
3: you gotta because you, know, you gotta yeah. think, you know. I but, don't know
1: if you can compare that though, because I feel like they're they're two different animals. They're wired differently. Yeah, like but console because eight year old
3: buck versus eight year old doe. Like, There's a certain point in time where that buck's gonna get. Mm, yeah, I know I'm a little wise, but well, the thing oh, is, oh, the smell in the air. I'm gonna yeah, get a little. The dumb, thing is, the doe you know?
1: puts herself out there almost as in just like I know my way around this. Whatever, yeah. I can be out in the open. I can right. be seen. An eight year old buck doesn't always. He's not always in the open. No. You know, it's like right. it's a it, they're wired differently. Like one snap of a stick and that buck is like high tailing out. But he won't let you know he's high tailing out. He'll slip out. You know, that's a big difference. I'll tell I mean, You're you going to talk about Bill Winky. You Winke go right ahead, now. Austin. I want you to, want you to talk <laughs> about Bill Winky because so he brought something to my attention. Is we've it been contradict what I just said, just a little, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, the whole we, thing.
2: We've been bow hunting a long time, so you always think the older a buck gets, the harder he's going to be to kill. He's going to be more nocturnal. You're never going to see him. I go. I know where this theory is going. I'm okay. Interested so here. Bill Winky says, and it makes sense to me because I've seen it personally a deer gets to four years old to five years old he's like he's at his peak he's mentally at his peak nocturnal most of the time once he hits six seven years old he's He's starting to go downhill a little bit. He mm-hmm. starts getting kind of sloppy. You'll pick him up. Ah, you'll pick him up ooh. in the evenings a little bit more. That like half hour before dark, yep. you're gonna start seeing deer like that more than when they were four and five years old. Ooh, and, that's an interesting ooh, yeah, deer. Do you think maybe it is. it's because his eyes are getting a little bit bad? They're just getting so older. They're getting more senile. They're just yeah. they're just their brain activity is kind of on the downhill slope. Or do you think exactly. that he's like
1: getting a little like maybe this is kind of the same thing you're saying? A little lazier, a little more Might comfortable be. with what his patterns are. I haven't yeah. got hurt yet. I'm.
2: Can kinda of maybe is, that, is, that's possible. I was chasing a deer last year.
1: That's an interesting theory. That kinda of, <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I was so chasing words a, in my mouth.
2: Last year my brother killed a deer, we called the bear Jew. And he ah. was my number one deer for two years. I passed on him when he was three, two different times, and didn't see him for three years. And then six years old, boom, I had three encounters and like two weeks with him. Really, and then George ended up shooting him right out. And we that. both like have
0: that. stories just like that right there. That that counts for yeah. a lot. Man, when that's a, when a deer goes missing, yeah, but. when a deer goes missing, and this isn't like. We're hunting 30 acres, and the deer went missing. This is like, they're hunting
3: 250, 300 acres, yeah. and the deer went missing. Well, within his yeah. home. Where did he what, go? Uh, what, what did your brother say after he shot it, was he? I just shot the bear Jew. He didn't even know it was a bear Jew. <laughs> <laughs> he, I had to tell him it
2: was a bear Jew because I, I didn't want him to know Austin, it was up there. Austin so yeah. actually named this there. deer
0: the bear Jew. He, he he had a big history with this deer from the time he was two until the time he was shot. And it just it just...
1: I'm, I'm telling you not to hit the table he, no, he right just, he's, no, he's just no, he's
3: because he's grabbing on the story. <laughs> I'm like, Kurt's in it. He's like, We're really? I tell you me see more. On camera, so that's like a limp handshake. Hand hand I'm just like,
0: how you doing? Hey, Don't touch it. Just easy.
2: Don't even look at it.
3: You're still aggressive. But. But no
0: kidding but, that, uh, that that was a, that was a really good story, really, dude. That's a great. It caught, theory, my, man. it caught
2: my attention when Bill said that, and if anybody's going to know, it's going to be Bill. Wieners. Oh, for and sure. I like, yeah. I
1: like his theory about. Um, I don't know what he did this on. I see him talk about a few videos online on, on Midwest Whitetail, which is he's a legend. man. Greatest newsletter you can get. Your yeah, email. I subscribe to that every, for sure. Oh, that, every week, check it. He's somewhat in our area. Yeah, he's, he's local, so yeah. it affects us. Yep. What did he talk about? The basically like the spook level. Yeah. On a mature buck and basically he if you're walking it, in let's, an alley let's yeah. Hear
0: what, yeah i want to hear what austin has to think about that because
2: i'm still yeah. on the fence what are, what are you talking about he now? said
1: basically so, so the question was submitted how bad i spooked a deer or i jumped a, a mature buck that i've been hunting in my area um how long before he could show back up or if he ever would show back up and he compared it to well it all depends on the level of scare and he said you know if you're walking down a dark alley and you hear a noise that scares you, you might run out of there and maybe come back a few days later.
2: And it, I well, think it depends a lot on the piece of ground, too, how big the piece of property is. I mean, right. if you're in a little 30-acre piece and you bump him in the next big chunk's two miles away, he's probably not going to hang out in that little 30-acre piece. He's that's probably scooting point. over mm-hmm. to the next piece, whereas mm-hmm. if, right. if right. you're not in a big 160 block, he can move over and then... 50 yards and be out. Yeah, he could be or right or back in okay. a couple but days later. The other
1: thing he said, too, but, you know... The one day you go in, you hear a noise, or the other scenario, if you go in and uh, there's a guy standing there with a knife, and you see the shadow of a guy with a knife, you're probably never going to go back right. in that alley yeah, again. Right. That's how he compared. The
0: well, that's a that pretty good comparison.
1: So but
3: I, you know, you always got to throw the variable in. Maybe there's a couple hot does. I would think. Right. If I, mean, work, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe your brain's not <laughs> thinking, you know, because you know. <laughs> I mean, see, you know, with, with you know, when all that all that changes, you know, um, I'm not going to try and use big sciencey words, but. You know, because I know, like you know, you'll you just start hear doing... ice
1: from Yetis just clanking He's just around. It, right? Right? I mean, you'll start
3: doing something. If there's hot does, I mean, you never know that bucks. Like, yeah, I had a weird encounter down well, the there, but old be, Becky,
1: man, she's. I think what makes a big difference is if that buck smells you and the le- level of. Um, of how you jumped him, if you walked mm. in and jumped a deer or whatever, you know what I mean. If yeah. you're if you're in his bedding area like an idiot, you're walking through and he smells you and he sees you. I think you He's really screwed some hard. shit up yeah. right yeah. there. But I think if you're walking in and he happened to just be milling on a field edge or something, he doesn't see you and he doesn't wind you. He just heard you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so bad. He yeah. might be back in a couple. Of, that's maybe now, my theory. But the,
0: the only thing that I have to compare to this scenario, I should say, would be. That I was I was young I was a very young bow hunter I think I was 16 17 16 or 17 mm-hmm. didn't know much about it I started bow hunting when I was 15 and I went uh, after school so school gets out at what 310, 315 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I had a 5 minute drive home 10 minutes I threw my camo on in the parking lot of school drove home or got home Right. And ran out to the backyard and went to a certain draw that was just, it wasn't very far away. Mm-hmm. And I went running into that spot and jumped. I would call a 160 inch deer. I mean, he was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was literally bedded right underneath my deer stand. Jumped and blew out, took off. and like, everything. He didn't really blow. I could just, I, I mean, one day he did, the next day he didn't. I'll get to that. He, uh,. <laughs> So I went in, <laughs> the first day he, you know, tail up, took off, dropped down over the ravine, and that was the end of it, mm-hmm. laying right underneath my deer stand. Almost so, like
1: your typical spook or Yeah, or you know,
0: the first time he was like, hey, I don't like that, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. And the the next day, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get out of school, and I'm going to fly out there as fast as I can, and mm-hmm. sit in that stand, and hopefully he's, he's in the area. Mm-hmm. Blew him out again. And I thought, you know what, maybe... Maybe I should uh, skip school. Oh nope. boy didn't didn't do it. He didn't skip. Went nope. Went through school. Now I know that now what I should have done. Yeah. But <laughs> I uh, went back out there day number three, blew him out. Day number four, never seen him again. Mm. After that, so, so to he me,
2: to, he tolerated it three times yep. before he, he tolerated. So
0: it. yeah, that's the point of the story. It's that yeah. that
2: big, huge
0: deer tolerated it three times before he decided, I'm gone. I'm not coming back.
1: He, and, he tolerated enough until it became a pattern. Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. So yeah. three right. times is a habit, or I guess you could say, and, and then he's said, like, yep. nah, that. I'm out. So I'm done.
3: If, you know, for any young kids, you know, they're out there. Listen, take note. Um, just skip school. Skip school. <laughs> skip school. <laughs> hey, you well, know, if what, I, what? If what are I, what I are take
0: your, that back, I'm well, telling you.
3: What are you going to remember more? A Wednesday in the middle of November, your eighth grade year, or a, well, actually, eleventh grade? Or are you going to remember a 150 inch of deer? Just saying, memories make for a better life. You know what? I, yeah,
1: that's well, right. You know what I think though? I think there's a lot. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that, you know, whatever. I, yeah, I, I kind of agree there, but you can't I dispute think, what the what guys saying. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree with you for once, Steve. It's uh, <laughs> no kidding. One, one of the, no kidding, Ross, <laughs> and Ross is like, damn, Steve. Last time we podcasted, you were sick and you didn't say a word. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. There's no clear answer on and what spooks of deer. They're all individuals. No matter how you want to break it down, each deer is different. It has each, a different personality. Yeah. Each, each habitat is different. Each property setup's different. Um, there's no blanket answer to what we're talking about, but it does make very interesting conversation. And you can kind of break down what the majority of mm-hmm. the tactic or how a deer right. reacts to a certain situation.
0: And, and and the personality between every different deer. Yep. Say say I bumped that deer three times. And it depends and on where that deer there. was
1: in age. Like how right. what you were saying yeah, exactly. about how, you know, a buff that gets older might be letting loose a little bit or getting comfortable, which you know, I definitely see that point. I never really thought about it that way. Right. Um,
2: I didn't either. That's why it kind of piqued my interest when Bill said that. Yeah. and, and, and something also else, nice... Something else that he brought up, I'm going to say this while I'm thinking about it, on the same uh, the same interview that he was doing, uh, it was at the Deer Classic last year, I believe, yep. but he talked about when you enter and exit your stand... About alerting the deer before you go in so you don't bump them so hard. Like if you have to go in and hang a stand in the summertime or whatever, and you know that deer might be in there, he'll go in and deliberately start up a chainsaw A yeah. 100 yards yep. away. Creeks and ditches, and he talked about this too. And, on his blog in his video. and that really stuck with me too. That's, that made a lot of sense to me. Yep. I That's watched right. a video
1: with him. I can't remember what deer it was. I, I believe it was on YouTube, on Midwest Whitetail's YouTube channel. There's an absolute monster. I, I believe this deer is every bit of 200 inches. Pa- patternable. And you know, of course, nightfall. He's hunting in the afternoons, and he was—I think he's was hunting with a bow out of like a, almost like a redneck blind style thing, like plastic elevated blind, whatever. Yep. And uh, the deer would come in, and it'd get dark, and he'd be like, "Well, I'm going to spook this deer way worse getting out of this blind that he obviously knows is right here." Yep. So instead, I think he had—he would have someone go up and either fake—I ha- can't remember which—because I get Dana Pace's um, story confused. Cause yeah, with Dana this kid, Pace yeah. Have his son Hal. Like a dog to spook deer out of the field, and then he would use that as his exit strategy to get the hell out of there. Okay. But I so believe- he was
0: he was having him howl outside of the field. Yeah, not right way, out of way the by stand, the road. Right. By the road. Oh, okay. And uh,
1: but I think Bill Winky would have someone fire up a chainsaw or something loud, and he would use that. That would spook the deer off, and then he would use that. Okay, time now. Away. Now a
0: few times I had my dad and my brother come get me in Austin out of the blind. Several yep. times we had that happen. In a, theater, yeah. in a and then a and then the night that we, I mean we were close to the deer that I shot this year. Austin and I were getting close to killing him. Yeah, you talked
1: about that on your last podcast. Okay, so I'm I'm, all the listeners I'm, out there, go tune in the back to that. You touch on that a little bit. Yep. Which is a great podcast, great story. Yep, but you should have been there for that one. Yeah, yeah I should
0: have for <laughs> sure. Right, but uh, we, I don't know uh, that specific night that we actually got an encounter with that deer which is only the second time i seen that deer in person yeah because you were having trouble
1: like locating what locating the fuck was this deer. deer
0: this deer was wandering and I've talked to a few guys that at least ground around us since then and they all
2: said they had
3: pictures of
0: him
2: so bizarre. And I thought he lived. He was blowing up us. cameras all over the place. Every yeah. camera you had he was on. He was yeah, and everyone else
3: was chomping at the bit to get him, but they were I, I think you're the only one that shoots an elite around there, so uh. <laughs> it's like a magnet. So, I don't know what it is. It is what it is. So
0: so this deer was all over the place and uh three, four, five, two weeks worth of hunting basically. Uh, ahead of that, we yeah. decided Dude, you uh, bro- we'd have we'd <laughs> have my my brother or my dad come get us. And at one point I almost called my wife. And told her to load up both boys and come get us. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? We we can't. I, I texted my brother. He said, I can't come tonight. So I, in my backpack, I had a, uh, a howler. A oh, mouth yeah, call. Yeah. Just a mouth call. Yeah, I think it was like a Primo's. And... Uh, I threw it in my backpack just in case. And that deer that I shot walked out. He I think was this was like three or four days to us killing him. 60,
2: 70 yards away from us. Like 60, right on top 70 us. yards. We had the windows
0: open on that redneck. Yeah. And we blew at that deer. How? How, deer? Deer. How, How did he did did. And he looked right at us. I mean, like locked eyes. And then bailed out of there. And so did every other 25, 30 deer that were in the field. Bailed out of there. And we sprinted for the truck.
1: It die. seems almost exactly the opposite of what you want to do. You right. would think, like, you know, I'm going to get down, sneak out quiet, yep. but think about what that looks like to a whitetail, yeah. that everything wants to kill a whitetail. Yeah. They're it's, prey. Sur- it's survival. If they
3: know, like, right. it's a coyote, obviously I know it's going to be louder, like a chainsaw. Obviously I hear chainsaws and I don't die. So, therefore, chainsaws yeah. must be safe. You're just going to ease out of it. Unless know, it's people like, are,
1: like, left and right killing deer with chainsaws in your area. Yeah. I feel like, dude, I feel <laughs> like,
3: like, like, if you know, if you were in a house something or whatever, you know, it. you lived in your house for yeah. four or five years, all of a sudden, like, you see a ghost in there just out of nowhere. Like, that's going to really freak you out. You'll probably burn the house down and never come back. No, 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 no. House. I, I would. would. It's a little
4: Your house has, <laughs> like certain noises, and you hear something different, you're like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah, right, And you right. go and check it out. But you right. have those noises that that's you a, hear every right day. Exactly. That's a good way
1: to put it, like. A lot of people don't really think, how would you react to certain things if you were used mm-hmm. to this? Like, if all your life knew was, I know where the food is, I know where the bed is, I know where the women are. That's their cycle, essentially. I know when it, where I can move safely. Nice cycle to have. quietly. <laughs> it, you know, but survival is their main key. I know to avoid coyotes. I know mm-hmm. to avoid this. I know to avoid that. It's no different than what we are. We know not to do certain things. Right. What Just like you said, if you hear a weird noise in your own living room, It's gonna be, it's gonna gonna freak you out. Or, like, if it's something different.
4: Your vehicle, you're in your vehicle all the time, Mm -hmm. and something's going wrong with it, you know right away. Like, that sounds different or. There's something
3: yeah. going on. Yeah, some, that might some, be a weird some, way to look at it. But some people it, take their car it, 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 and right away. It. If you're like me, it's just, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just tune it out. If you were a mature buck,
1: you, uh, you wouldn't make it past a year and a half. Probably <laughs>
2: <you're> a buck. <laughs> Even if right. it's smoke smoked well, that car. That holler works nice because they're used to it. I mean, they hear a coyote every night firing right. off. So It wasn't like we were It puts them on alert. It moves them, but it doesn't totally blow them out. Right, sure. It's not different.
0: We didn't just open the window and start hollering at them and say, hey. Hey. Right, and yep. scare him out. We we howled at him. He looked at us. We literally locked eyes. That was
1: that was pretty intense. But who knows if he saw? I mean, do you think he was close enough to be like? He I didn't.
2: don't know, man. I He's only think, sixty yards. I don't think he knew right where we were at, but he knew there was that noise sense. was coming from really close to him. and but he pro- didn't. And the he problem didn't waste was much time getting out of there He came out after
0: filming light, so there right. was no chance. So right, that's right. why Shut we blew at yeah. him. Yeah. I mean it for for camera mm-hmm. I mean mm. you probably could have shot him if he would have moved in within 3 minutes you could have got him shot but yeah. camera lighting was bad and I yeah. thought you know changes what changes everything mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah wait we, we and we were hungry and we needed to eat. So, we, yeah, you, you know, we got to get out of here. You
1: can never, well, I don't want to say never. stuff stop at the Casey's, get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> depends <laughs> on what kind of camera equipment you have. Like, you never really give anyone shit. Like, I know a lot of, like, some hunts, you, oh, that, that was real well, like, little past legal shooting. Like, no, oh, not really, because mm. the camera tells a different story. Yeah. Right. It yeah. depends
2: on what camera you have. Right, you, you yeah. know, some of them. I'm a rookie on videoing, and this camera that he's using literally better than what your your eye is gonna precision. see. Yeah. Right. It, it picks up more light than what your eye does. Yep. It's amazing what oh, this really? camera does. Yep. Yeah, it, it is very.
1: You got some cool camera equipment. What's that? uh What's that little gizmo he had? That little sci-fi camera. The Osmo. Oh, yeah. the Osmo. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: That's an Osmo 4K. Yeah, that little guy. He's it's like E.T. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 like it's like this, David. for people
1: don't, who don't know what it is, I guess you could show it on the video if you had to, but it's this camera that's on this like joystick. Swi- joystick swivel thing. And it follows you where you go, and you can lock on target. It's got a selfie button. Yep, it's got a selfie it's button. It's pretty That's, bizarre. You
0: can take off running down a beach and film like you're on rails. I mean, there's no... no well, only they had
1: that back in the Baywatch
3: days. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> right, they, I know! They had to
0: set up one hell of a
3: track to get that... Yeah, get they, they did, too. That's nuts. That, like, it doesn't move, man. That's... Got to be for those action sport guys. I mean, I I assume I'm not an action sport guy, but we know, we know, you know, yeah. But especially like, <laughs> you're you know, not. Uh, no, no. Believe not, like, <laughs> the, the, the only okay, thing, the, the only athletic thing I could do is maybe throw like three bowling balls without hitting a gutter ball. That's, like, that's good. Yes. I, I mean, I it's, mean, it's, it's that's, that's a start. Pretty good. That's it. <laughs> what I mean,
1: are I you know. like? Just naturally good at bowling? Maybe if you're I'm
3: sleeping, watching Netflix. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, I'm naturally good at not being able to sleep very well at night. On my back, I'm naturally good at that.
1: You know what? I just I picture like if we ever like if you never met Cam Haynes in person, I picture he just oh. hate you. Just you know? yeah, <laughs> he would first he probably look at me just like, look at, just at, him. Right yeah. at right he at are everything
3: he stands for. Oh like, yeah,
4: avoid you at all costs.
3: I don't know. Uh, you know what? No, I, I bet yeah, I'm I'm real good at baseball though. That's that's my that's my thing, dude. I can baseball is yeah. Like ten years ago, I was playing one age up so. 12-year-old Little League. I was playing on the big leagues. I was, I was playing That's the big, big fields. I was able to lay it off. That's yes, I, I, I come back. That. I don't know if I do, I do come that. Back. I tell you what, I almost, Let him tell a story. I almost did... <laughs> hit. Let him get through it, guys. I almost, I almost hit a home run one time. Did you? Yeah, and there was this... Uh, uh, this, this chick, this chick, this, chick, this, chick that like. no, this chick that I like. No,
2: seriously, this chick that I like. Have you guys met before this podcast? Before <laughs> yeah, yeah, today? yeah. You guys have? We went to a QDMA. Benefit, uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Uh, this, this, this chick
3: that I liked, um, she showed up, and um, my buddy said, uh, "You know, do it for her." And I, man, I crushed his baseball. And I crushed it. Well, the kid that was out there was freakishly large out in the left field. He was like, dude. He was like, 13. he was like six foot two at like thirteen. Yeah. Robs me of a home run. It wasn't like a rob me of a home run. He just like leaned against the fence and caught it and I remember like you know, it was like three weeks to the end of my baseball career and I remember my dad just said, Boy, I, don't know, I just always wish you would have hit a home run. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: that's a horrible I thought that was gonna be a good ending.
3: Oh, no. Oh, did you want me to have a good ending? Yeah, I
0: did. I thought you were gonna smash around. No, now, my, my my dad still
3: loves me. That's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's like the only sport I did, but um you know it's Athletic sports are really hard, and they're hard on your body too. Like that's not a thing. Um, archery is a but archery it's, not
1: athletic, it's a mental sport. More it than is anything I, I would think. I body. think that's so too. I, I sure. think I mental game. Sport. That's what I love. Hunting archery. is a mental. Yeah, game, hun- hunting is. You okay. want? I mean, if you don't bow hunt, if you listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. you obviously you bow hunt. But if you don't, or you just listen to this and think you're going to get into it, it'll be a mental test for you. Yeah. I mean, you can listen to Ross's last episode, getting down to the wire. Late season, mm-hmm. that'll really break you. Cold weather and way yep.
2: it puts a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. you. So you spend all year long doing your food plots, practicing yep. 3D shooting, and it comes down to five or ten seconds of being able to make that memory count. But it's, it puts a lot of pressure on you. It does. That's it's been the
3: it. It. it's been the one thing in my life. Obviously, you know, when I was playing sports. And I did a lot of golf and you know, football, um, you know, for high school. But like archery and hunting is like the one thing that like every day I'm thinking about. You know, when I was doing, when I was playing baseball, you know, some days, you know, when it was like winter, I wasn't really thinking about it. You know, you could have gone to batting cages, but archery is one of the things that, doesn't matter what time it is, you you always want to just go shoot because you know, yeah, if, if I hurt something or, you know, I'm not swinging the bat it's right now. It's more not of a, gonna, it's
1: a challenge against yourself. It and is. Whatever you're pursuing yeah. more than anything. And that's my weird thing with like the whole like, nowadays and i talk about it and maybe it's like debatable and maybe people hate me for the way i talk about it or i'm just not good at explaining what i what i mean it's like the whole fitness swing and dick stuff mm-hmm. that's going on now in the industry like people that are cocky it's not about that like we're in here all different types of hunters different types of archers and we're all having a good time yep. and we're all relatable and that's the thing i love most about hunting and what i want to keep most about the hunting industry is the good old boy uh-huh. and girl type of Camaraderie that we try to bring with our podcast every episode. Like right. we're sitting yeah. in here, we're
3: drinking beer. We're not drinking protein shakes. I mean, we're. Well, the thing you is, know, I'm not thing,
1: saying it's not important.
3: Yeah, to yeah, and
0: and and working out is great, but I uh, and, and it's discipline. Did that? A little respect
1: bit at the show.
0: You, you know, there was there was a little, there was a lot of that, I guess. But I, you know, I respect everybody that can that can work out on a mandatory schedule well, and get it done and they're very, very healthy. They don't drink bush lattes and they don't drink Keith. No, they drink Michelob. Or Crown even. You know, throw a Crown, I guess. You're going to poke at us, we're going to poke but, back at you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It, it, uh, I respect them in the highest way, but dang, man. You know, you get... It's overwhelming after a while. You know, it's not so much overwhelming as it is I... Yeah, okay. I would say yes. It's it can get overwhelming, but I can say that it, I always have an excuse like, man, my schedule is so full. Yeah, I can't you're a business literally owner too, I don't man. have time for that. But right. But these guys are making time for that, so I, you know, you. Sir, for your prior I, my hat's you off to them for getting it done. I'm sure. not going to take sure. anything away from them. They're they're getting it done. Right. Plus, they're and that of, awesome. of it. You know, that, yeah. that's a whole nother thing
4: in true, between yeah. our schedules. You know, they got another thing in there. You know what yeah, I? You know
3: you know what I respect more than that? The game. Yeah, same here. Game. Yep. Respect the game, guys. Yep. <laughs> that's R- true. The game
0: is. The game is is is. It basically it trumps it needs everything i mean and yeah. he's no that uh but no kidding i mean it i like to shoot my bow i like to hunt deer some people like to drink protein shakes and work out and they got a really good schedule at it and they're really good at hunting deer so there's a there's a huge huge spectrum of hunters out there all trying to accomplish the same thing mm-hmm. but it's how you get there it's, how you, get it's there. how you it's the it's how you, it's how you do it so we're, right. we're covering everybody here but then again for me myself and and i and austin as mm-hmm. a cameraman because it is a team anytime you go out and film mm-hmm. uh i mean that for sure it is first and foremost <laughs> is shoot your bow just like you guys always say yeah. yep. go shoot you your should, bow. Go, i mean you can't Put your, okay, okay, let's say you put yourself in that situation where the deer's standing. Or you got that 10 seconds, like Austin said. You got that 10 seconds of I gotta capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. This could be my entire season right here. Yep. Definitely could be. You yeah. want to be able to make it happen, right? Yeah. So shoot your bow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's what it amounts that's what to. That's
4: number one. No, your equipment for sure. Because
0: it's all instinct. I mean, when you're on the on flat footed standing on the ground shooting at a target. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother ball game when you go to the deer stand and the wind's blowing. Yeah, the wind's blowing. You've been sitting there. You've been sitting there for five hours, and you're you're Mm -hmm. shaking.
4: And you're shooting a target too. You don't have any obstacles in your way. Like you got to watch out for tree branches, little twigs. And the target isn't reacting. Right? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's not looking right at you. Taking Taking a stab. Nothing for sure. It's
1: it's a dynamic man. I guess that's why we all love it. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, we're getting real close to the end of the podcast here, but. uh, also, i got to ask you, what was your first experience with Steve like?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me this. It was all good. We just went to the QDMA He's banquet. Being nice. Yeah, yes. No, it was. Did you it want to beat him up at all? No, I didn't. Did, did you want that. to beat him up? Usually people that first meet him just want to beat him up. Sock it's him right in the mouth. We were drinking yep. a couple beers. <laughs> were. Watching the yep. auction going on. It was, yep. all, it was all good. It they was, are, it was weird how
3: they set it up because like you had to like, they open up like the barn door and like right outside the barn. So you essentially had to step outside to get beer. Because they pulled the beer truck in, the uh, like the it's like the uh, it was literally two steps, I, but it was the worst two steps you could ever imagine. <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. I because mean, you know you had to take uh, one step, followed by another step. You fill up your beer, then you got then, then you got to take back one in. more step, Jeez. and then and then Man. on top of that, one more step. I can't, you just couldn't imagine. They could have set it up there. I mean, I could actually like
4: steps, like stairs. Or no, no, walls? it was this all flat. This was like like this table. Just flat. So they, was if, flat. You, if they That's threw crazy. stairs in there, you'd be done. Oh you'd no, you'd
1: be done. I wouldn't have drank Exhausted. that. Exhausted. You could have <laughs> fell that far. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there were some pretty long steps, know. is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> I wish I had my heelys on though. You guys know about the heelys, the, uh, where you oh, lean yeah. back and you got the the wheel underneath yeah. there.
0: No. Yeah, I, I, I brought uh I invited Steve to the QDMA. Yeah, I remember. And uh I'm like, man, I'm bringing a lot of a lot of really good buddies. I I'm I'm inviting I <laughs> trust and respect. So yeah. I, I had to I just give Steve no, I didn't even give Steve, but I wanted to give him a little <laughs> talk- bit of a uh, a little pep talk and just yeah. say, hey man, you know, the, you know, these are my friends. And no, these are my guys. Don't say this stupid. These guys are highly intelligent. Don't, don't get out of line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. Did, you have to, did you have to warn them a little bit? This no, is, I didn't. No. I just kind of let it fly and just sat back and watched. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so, what I was, mean. It was, kind what of, it was kind of a show. It was kind of a comedy to me. It's almost
3: like going yeah. to a 3D yeah.
1: shoot with no sight on.
0: Right. <laughs> the same type of feeling like oh, I don't know how this is
1: gonna no, go. Check on. this out. And then he started Oh god, really, he actually hit the target. I did that <laughs> coming. I'm lying.
0: He he did really good. He you know
1: which was weird because you Steve doesn't do good. Does. No, never. <laughs> That's the same pep talk that uh my buddy Jason Enders. If, if you've never met him, you, I haven't you should meet him he'll be he'll probably be there next weekend at Eric's house right? a shindig um When I went the first time Steve was gonna meet Jason, I'm like, Hey man, here's the deal. Here's the situation. Keep it straight. If this guy starts talking about bow hunting, I really think it's a good time for you to shut your mouth and maybe <laughs> uh, listen to what he's got to say. Learn a thing too. Um, that's all I got for you. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. He hey, yeah. hey love you though. I mean,
3: he's he's such a good dude. Now you know I love like um, you know anytime we can meet you know anytime like we can meet somebody and be introduced to the circle. Usually I'll like I'll get in with them so they think I'm like a nice guy and then I turn into a total, total turd. It's just it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Like, you How that out yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't done yet. I wasn't done yet. But uh, no, man, because it's always like you know you're always gonna have some experiences that like guys like you know like all of a sudden now we met Austin. Austin's got some crazy stories, I bet. You know, and you just get to hear things cool and you, you get to learn. The you weird know? thing is, the weird thing is though, no one ever
4: forgets Steve nope you can't i mean you can't that's why i don't no, commit I crimes
3: can't. man I'm, I'm picked out of a crowd or since i was a little kid it's true Ever the whole classroom would be talking i'd get yelled at how come i'm getting yelled at well because you're loudest you and you're right. just you you know yeah.
1: yep. <laughs> that's true well this podcast if it was a little echoey for you that's because we're we're basically talking into the open on the uh on our equipment here which it should sound all right uh so it's fun though doing a podcast yep. A little different yeah. change of uh pace at 164 here mm-hmm. um Definitely the, one of the cooler places we've ever done a podcast. Yeah. Um, surrounded by all things that are good. Yeah. Bows, some taxidermy. Some a bear, bone. A couple 200-inchers, some, some archery equipment, some tuning equipment, everything you'd want, really. All kinds um, of stuff.
3: Great friends, too. And
1: the, we'll they say this, we didn't say this at the beginning. This episode is brought to you by 164 Outdoors. We should yeah. have. I missed that, and yeah. I apologize to you. But I figured it was obvious because we were here, you know? <laughs> work. It's, nah. it's It'll work.
2: It'll work, whatevs. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Thanks for coming in. Oh, well, you didn't come in. You were already here, Austin. We yeah, came here. Th- thanks for staying. I'm used to saying that. I appreciate uh,
2: you guys having me. It was fun. Oh, man. Yeah, um, you come in to do some more. Anytime Ross is gonna supply me with some crown, I'll be here. So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're
1: gonna have to uh, bring our own we'll have to get our own big bottle of crown and keep it in the studio. Just at the Bucketorium. Um get like one of them Jaeger tappers, like yeah, just at the crown. Um, yeah I haven't seen one of those yet. There's an open door policy at the studio for you guys. Anytime you guys want to come in and do one in studio, you're more than welcome. You know that already. Yep. You can maybe you don't, but you can actually call me, hey we're gonna come in. Like uh, whoever you had, cancel. Uh, we'll be in there in an hour mm-hmm. so you got to come in studio and do one yep and uh it'll be a good time so anything you guys want to add real quick before we before we sign off or, or there's something we need to talk about we got a little bit of time we can cover something did we did we miss something here talking oh. about going to
2: the iowa deer classic coming mm-hmm. up march 3rd through 5th
1: Yep, there you go you guys will be there for sure yep okay we'll be, be there. there we'll be there we're yeah. gonna be podcasting there thanks for bringing that up mm-hmm. forgot all about we'll be podcasting there um We'll be podcasting there, so if you, we have a private room. If you're in the area, we'll have it all on Snapchat and probably on our Instagram story and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll basically catch up with us, and I'm sure afterwards we'll grab some dinner and yep. go somewhere and relax and have a good time on the weekend. So if someone's going to be out that way and wants to meet up with, with us or any of the great people from Respect the Game, um, Ross and Austin will be there, so come along, and it'll she be has, a good time. She a message. I'm, sure, right? I'm sure Clark will be there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Clark will be there, hell, we...
0: and and me and Austin have a tradition we started. Last year we got pulled over on the way home, mm-hmm. oh. so we're uh, we're hoping we can keep that rolling. There you go. I'm sure we can figure out. <laughs> it <laughs> break it a taillight out, be got, good. I got a I got a little hundred dollar fine, so uh, we're uh, roll roll. Yeah, what? Hey, you know, hey, you know what we can it do? Happens.
1: We'll uh, we'll probably be within all walking distance of the show. Uh, any, yeah. any pubs or hole in the walls, and then uh, hell, I don't get why. We can't just do a, a big party podcast at the hotel and yeah. get get everyone in and have a community show going on. Yep. You know, have that'd be awesome, mm-hmm. you know, get as many people as
3: possible. That'd, that'd be awesome. Right. Video man. podcast, Ross. <laughs> 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 um, but uh <laughs> he forgot. I guess. forgot about that. Uh, yeah, um, right. Sorry.
1: But uh yeah, we're we can get a little loose sometimes here in the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, right. That's our thing though. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, thanks for listening. Check us out at Iowa Classic. The shoot May 6. If you'd like to be on, um, shoot us an email or, uh, as Steve would say, DM us. And DM I feel us. like I'm a rambling right now, so you know okay. what to do, guys. Go shoot your bow. Maybe it's an elite. Maybe it's something else. Have a good time. We love you.